Welcome to Dear Friends and Dead Ends Podcast. My name is Ashley. My name is Cody. Cases may contain graphic material as well as explicit language. Intro music. Welcome to the Hell Zone by Spooky Black Vague 003 Remix. Okay. What's up? Nifty 50. Here we are. Uh, I think that's just like some shit I saw on like an old person uh, birthday card or some shit. That wasn't original. Is it one you got for your birthday? Yep. Excellent. Didn't need to bring that up, but all right. But I always do. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Hey. Welcome to Dear Friends and Dead Ends. We said it within the first three minutes. Look at us go. Yes. My name is Cody. My name. What? (laughs) Go ahead, bitch. Say you were bald or short. (laughs) And I'm a really good friend. You were so full of shit. You were so full of shit. My name's Ashley. And I am a good friend. <laughs> you can't prove anything in court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, we who goes first? You. And are you okay? <laughs> yes. I'm just tired. Oh, okay. So I so I look like I'm on drugs, or I look like I'm not doing okay, but I'm really just tired. I mean, you don't you don't look physically unfit. Uh, you just you keep you keep responding in a way where it's like, am I keeping oh, you all, up right now? Oh, it's all mentally unfit. I am mentally unfit for everything. <laughs> I did say physically. I didn't say anything about your mental state. Yes, because we all know. Them lot no. Absolute tire fire. What? Hmm? Tire fire? Barn burner? A what? I don't know. Uh, why do you do... Don't... No. Uh, I don't know. You know, I would cut it out of there, but I feel like they should suffer as much as I have to suffer with that noise. Goddamn right solidarity that you guys didn't ask for um i'm trying to think if i had any kind of announcement other than the update i think you guys wanted which is that i did watch velma when it came out the first oh episode. yeah you did i forgot i sure did how was and it yes it's concerning so, <laughs> i pretty much love anything that is scooby-doo regardless of how good or bad it is i'll still watch it um, it, mm-hmm. they went hard within the last, or the first, like, couple seconds. Oh, yeah, you like, did text me that it was, like, immediately just, like, like it's crazy raunchy and... And they're in, like, a girl's locker room, and you don't see anything because that would not be good, obviously. But they get really, that line is real close. Because they're, like, in the shower... But it, hmm. and it's a cartoon, obviously, but, like, very little is covered up. And then someone's body falls out of a locker and half of their 
um, skull is open and it's just like, like obviously people are going to die. That's what the whole mystery thing is for. But um, it's, it was weird. Very intense. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people online saying that it feels like it's an intentionally bad. Yeah. Like it feel like it feels like they're just being raunchy to be raunchy. I feel like it's just the Scooby Doo version of like Rick and Morty or something. Uh, that that's not that's not a comparison anyone wants right now. Why? What don't I know? Oh, uh, the the voice actor and co-creator of Rick and Morty, uh, Justin Roiland, um, was recently charged with, uh, like, felony domestic abuse and, like, false imprisonment for shit that happened during quarantine with one of his girlfriends. Um, So people are not about Rick and Morty right now. I did not know that. Uh, but either way, uh, my statement still stands. I, I don't hate it. I'm gonna feel out the show. I'm still gonna I'm gonna watch it tomorrow again when it uh, releases more episodes, and we'll see. It's not all bad. It's just it's not what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it might just need to find its stride. You never know. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to tell you about my Monday night. Oh, that was not the thing about Mike and the dogs. Oh no, that was that was yesterday. Oh, check that out. So Monday night, um <laughs> my my fiance was at dinner or no, god damn it. Okay, immediately off to a poor start. My fiance was at work. Um and I was Kirby wants to listen to. I was I was trying to be a good little at-home boy and um Don't, no, those no. And no. make dinner. Please right? that. So I I started like preparing stuff and then um I I decided to run upstairs to change out of the clothes that I'd been wearing all day. I just wanted to get into something more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And Oh, then your at-home work clothes which are also what? Sweats. A three-piece suit. Thank you. I work for the I dress for the job I want. Um No, I haven't I haven't put clothes on in months. Um so I yes, went upstairs. This is real awkward, guys. I went. I went upstairs and I threw on like my, my, my uh, relaxing sweatpants instead of my working sweatpants. Right. What, what's, so, what's the fine line that separates that? Uh, one has a drawstring, and the other one doesn't. And the the uh elastic around the waist is just blown out <laughs> that's I mean, the can... differential um <laughs> but I, okay honestly. the best you don't even know if i'm kidding or not nope i feel like i can tell that you're just like <laughs> i thought this was a dumb joke but these were what does he do this um so yeah so i ran upstairs i got changed and while i was up there i thought i'd use the bathroom real quick um Okay, good talk. Wash my hands. <laughs> Go to open the door. 
Mm-hmm. And so help me fucking God, no, 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 it no. was stuck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So you were locked in a room. I was at home alone. <laughs> and I like, I, it was one of those things that like my hand was kind of wet because I just washed my hands. And I grabbed. Was, foot? was your foot blocking the door? <laughs> oh, I was like. Like, like accidentally. Wait, what? No. So my hand's kind of wet, and I grab the door handle and like turn and like it. My my hand kind of slipped a little bit, so I was like, "Oh, maybe I didn't get a good grip on it." So I dry my mm-hmm. hand off, dry the doorknob off, grab it, and I fucking won't turn. And I was like, "Are you fucking with me?" So I had had a couple drinks, and I'm like, I'm like, what? What do I do? So like I'm I'm grabbing the door handle and I'm trying to twist it both ways and it literally will not turn and I'm like what the fuck and I'm like am I just kind of buzzed and I like didn't and I, so I like switch the orientation of the lock because I'm not like at that point I'm like did I fucking lock my like is it just locked and I didn't think I locked it and it was not um, so I was probably only in there for like two three minutes before I finally got it unstuck. But I was, like, in the bathroom just like, what the fuck is the probability that I talk about how I've been locked in a room twice (laughs) in my life and, like, 72 hours later I'm locked in a third goddamn room? Oh, but the the other thing that I – so I kicked the door a couple times. That's incredible. Thinking maybe, like, it just need like, it'll jostle the mechanism in the door handle and fix it. Um, so I kicked the shit out of the door a couple times and then I go downstairs and all three of the cats are fucking like pinned to the floor, ears back, like, like what the fuck is happening in here? And I was like, oops. Um, but they were fine afterwards. And then I made a delicious dinner, but I thought I was going to have another story. Uh, (laughs) that was... (laughs) That was how I had to call the fucking fire department or some shit. And I don't even think I had my phone with me. That would suck. Because I was like... Thank God you don't live alone, though, so it couldn't have been that Yeah, I mean, eventually she would have come home. And I was in the bathroom. It's not like I was going to, like, shit on the floor or anything. Um, But, yeah, so I I turned my non-story into a story. There we are. What a masterpiece. What? I said masterpiece. What a masterpiece. What a masterpiece. Okay. I thought you said what masterpiece, and I was like, I have no <laughs> idea what that means. Now I'm going to call you what master C. What master C. Jesus Christ. I think everyone has turned it off. They're like, what is actually happening? We're not interested. Wait, do I go first this week? Neither are we. What? Who goes first? You, because I went first last time. Because we ended with your uh, Barbie gun convertible story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was a good one. I like that one. That was a good one. (laughs) Last episode was a really good one. Actually. It's fantastic. Fantastic, if I do yeah, I say never so know. myself. What is it? What cup is that? Why does it look weird? Um, it's the one that you put like the energy powder in here and shake it all up. 
but it's just it's a like anime girl with giant tits and a gun classy yeah you know how i be all right so um i feel like this is probably a relatively short one mm-hmm. but it's interesting it's not good mm-hmm. because it's a murder but it is interesting. Like how I clarified that? Yeah. Me, 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 me. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, Janet Smith. Janet Smith. I heard you. Was born on June 25th, 1902. God damn. God damn. Damn it, Janet. In Perth, Scotland. Ooh. Which I was unaware of. As soon as I saw Perth, I thought it was Australia. Oh, automatically. That's the second you said that. I was like, ah, and then you said okay. that, and I was like, ah. Which brought me to my follow-up point where I was going to say, because I was pretty sure Perth was in Australia. And then, but... As I started to say that, I was like, I don't know if that's true. So I figure you can just keep talking and we'll just cut out my audio for this part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was born <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> Did you have a stroke? <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what's happening today. Okay. <laughs> so she was b- born. Born. Um. So when uh when Janet was eleven, uh, her and her family moved to London. Ooh, that's ooh, that's exciting. Um, in 1923, when she would be 21. That was a great fucking year, by the way. 1923. Was it? That is the year my Nana was born. Oh, hell yeah. All right, Nana. She's going to be 100 in March, guys. I don't want to jinx it, but... Holy shit. We've had her this long, so fingers crossed, guys. Damn. She's she's not excited. She does not want to be here. <laughs> but, I, but I hope she makes it. Did I tell you what she said? I feel like I probably did, but it was a while ago. I I I she I feel like she said a couple things where you were just like texting me about it and was just like, oh okay. I have the greatest Nana ever. So I'll be hanging out with her at her house and she doesn't really hear that well. And she, I don't think she gives a shit, honestly, because sometimes she'll just have like 80s hip hop music video channel on like BET will just be on and we're just sitting there and she just has it on or like, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, Telemundo sometimes will be on and she does not know Spanish. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but uh, she knows exact to the year that she was officially overliving. Um, 
All right. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened in the conversation, but all of a sudden, she goes, "I didn't think I was gonna live this long. I have been over it since 2018." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I don't remember what happened that, was that year. Very specific. But, but okay. So 2018, huh? Okay. Uh, I think that's what she said. Yeah. Either way, 1923 was a great year. Cody, take it away. <laughs> Got it. Um. <laughs> She was 21 years old at the time, and she uh, took a position as uh, essentially like a housekeeper, a nanny um, okay. for the Baker family. Uh, it was Frederick and Doreen Baker. Okay. Um, Frederick uh, ran a import-export business. Um, okay. And they actually, from, like I said, they were in London that she had moved there with her family. She took right. the, the position with the Bakers. The Baker family actually moved to, uh, eight or yeah, they moved to Paris in April of 1923. So three, four ish months after she was hired by them, they actually moved to a different country. Okay. In October of that same year, they actually ended up moving again to Vancouver. Ooh, that's 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 quite a distance. That's in Canada. That is, that is like uh, wait, is that half that's the world away from London? It's it's like oh shit, yeah, that's that's basically. a decent yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Um, and and Janet went with them. It was such a good okay. gig that. She was like, nope, not giving this up. Um, it was to see new places. Yeah, and it, it was something. It was something wild. Like at the time, she was getting like thirty dollars a week, which I guess was like pretty significant back then. And uh, yeah, I think so. And they were still footing the bill for everything. Thirty. So that was all like savings dollar. or like fun money conversion 1923 why are you squinting yeah i need to go get a um do you know anyone i could get an eye exam from <laughs> it's a joke because I, that's the field i work in um yeah fuck that's a decent wage um so okay. in in that time thirty dollars yeah. was uh about a little over five hundred dollars Okay. A week. Um, which again, fucking money actually did something back then. Um Yes. So they moved to Canada, um, and at that point, uh they actually got a uh a butler as well. Oh, okay. Okay. So they lived in a like super nice portion of vancouver um they they were making dumb money the bakers were uh the bakers were part of like the elite social circle in the area mm -hmm. like just powerful people you know what i mean yes. um so they ended up hiring a butler uh the butler was a chinese immigrant um his name was Wong Fu, Wong Fun Sing. Okay. 
Um, we'll get into it, but the Janet and uh, Wong, they they there's nothing like crazy between them. They were mm-hmm. just basically coworkers. Um, but they got along. They got along well enough. Okay. Okay. So, on July 26th, 1924, Mm -hmm. Wong called the police. He heard what he assumed was a car backfire. Mm. Or what he said a little bit ago. And he ended up going down into the basement And he found Janet with a bullet wound through her temple. Mm. She had a 45, like, she had fallen to the ground, her arm was outstretched, and the gun was right next to her hand. Okay. Okay. Um, Again, Wong called the police. Yes. He called them. He said, I heard a gu- I, I heard what I thought was a car backfire, but I went into the basement and something has happened to um, the maid. So Are we halfway into the cast of Clue or not yet? Not just yet. We're getting there. Okay. Um, okay. Oddly enough, the next character to pop up is police constable James Green. Which is funny, Mm. because everyone was named after fucking colors in that goddamn game. Um, No, I think it was one person, but yeah. Mustard is a color. Plum is a color. And Mrs. uh, Blue. (laughs) I think was the other one. Pretty sure. Nope. No. All right. I think you're mixing up Blue's Clues and Clue. Oh shit! So was wait was one of, was one of them Steve, who was Paprika? <laughs> Wh- um, who is Paprika for five hundred, Alex? <laughs> so, um, the police officer, the police officer, the police officer. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> gets to the house. Immediately picks up the gun. Oh, just, we're just high intellect. Just handles the fuck out of it. Way to go, Canada. I, 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 the, I assume he was like licking it, putting his DNA all over it. Like he was like just, making like he was like whipping it around. Quoting, yeah, doing the oh, little fun little like quick draws. Quote. I guess he would have to quote like um, lines from books because or plays plays also. I think the movies were still silent back then. So you could still quote them though. I mean, technically, because you could just say the lines you're, from the little just, word things. You're just like miming. Whatever. What, um, if the, what if the constable was also a mime? Ooh. That's awful. Why would you do that? Uh, it's horrifying. I know, that's, I know. That just adds so much more fun. <laughs> I just immediately pictured the constable like picking up the gun and like being silent but pointing it at Wong and just being like <laughs> like doing the bang motion and then like laughing silently. Um <laughs> and Wong is like this is not funny. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Like an edible or something? No, I'm just. I don't, dude. I'm just. I think we switch personalities, like. So, so he walks in, picks up the gun, and looks around. There's no bullet that they can find. Okay. There's no blood or brain tissue really in the area. So, does that mean it's still in there? Uh, or she's been moved. Oh my god, you're so smart. (laughs) Potentially. Um, there was no powder burns on her face, which normally there's some sort of indication that a gun's been fired that close to your skin. Fair enough. Um, and the back of her head had trauma. Mm -hmm. So, it's, it didn't, it didn't really describe the trauma Mm -hmm. so i wasn't sure like if she just fell back or you know what i mean because if you fall straight back on concrete you can you fuck yourself up pretty good um so the officer who's just kind of walked in picked up this gun looked around the room and went yep suicide and they were like oh okay cool i mean it's also the 20s i i don't think they had right i mean whatever i don't know yeah they were just like all right cool that's that um so they took her to the uh morgue they had her embalmed everything and buried and that completely ruins any chance of finding any sort of further evidence right Right, because you're preserving the body. There's no way to tell, you know, was was she potentially, like, you know, sexually assaulted? Was, mm-hmm. you know, the, there wasn't any real, like, checking for, like, signs of a struggle. There wasn't really even checking for bruising. It was just like, yeah, she shot herself. You fill her up with the uh, formaldehyde, put her in the ground. And that's just what they did. How poetic. Um, So, Mm -hmm. her friends and family could not accept that she would kill herself. Because they They are still back in the UK. They, they, yes, they, they aren't in the same country as her. They're sent word that they're, you know daughter sister friend whatever has killed themselves and they just they're like no not a chance she would never kill herself she she would not kill herself um and unfortunately at that time it didn't take a lot to convince someone that someone had committed a crime Okay. Let's say, potentially, there's, I don't know, a Chinese immigrant around. Mm-hmm. At that time, it's pretty easy to blame the immigrant. 
So everyone immediately said, oh no, it was definitely Wong. Her friends, her family, um, the police were like, no, it was a suicide. And they were like, no, 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 no. She was it the, would the, not her family that, that was saying that or the, um, the bakers? Her, her family and uh, her friends that she had made in the area. Okay, okay, okay. So not everyone was, you know, that far removed. Um, there were there were friends that she had in the area um, okay. that were also speaking up for her. Um, but again, to me, it's... I... I have a hard time accepting that it might have been Wong because he called the police. Yeah, it'd be pretty... Well, I mean, I'm not to say there haven't been really stupid criminals before, but... This is it's true. Pretty, it's pretty unusual. It It's weird. Right? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Just completely separate. Have you heard about uh, the case of the... It was just recent. I can't remember the girl's name, but she's like an alcoholic, and um, she put her husband, who was apparently also an alcoholic, in a suitcase and just, like, let him suffocate. And then she called the police, and she was like, we put him in a suitcase a while ago, and now he's not responding. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'll have to find the story. Okay, I'll have to find the story and send it to you. It's ridiculous. Um... But yeah, Wong had actually called the police. What the fuck? What? No, I'm I'm still stuck on the suitcase thing. Oh yeah, no, it's super weird. I'll I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> so unfortunately, um, with with uh some of the local papers. Mm-hmm. They named Wong. Okay, so the media is naming people. The that yes, they should not be. The only person they named was Wong. Okay, okay. Then, other papers, not wanting to be left out of the fact that they aren't reporting, you know, such crazy news, also started reporting. Yeah, it was Wong. Okay. So, like, Wong, again, is facing all of this, you know, scrutiny, and he he doesn't, like, run for it, he doesn't do anything, he just stays in the area, continues living his life. Okay. <clears throat> the, the, what was it, the fucking, like, Scottish... Uh, where did I write that down? Um, so, so there, there was a, uh, what the fuck? Where did that go? We have another mystery, ladies and gentlemen. How did I write shit down and now I can't find it? What the fuck? Um, but regardless, um, there was a, uh, there was a committee of people of Scottish heritage, um, that 
took offense to this crime because it was technically a Scottish woman who had been killed. Okay. And they wanted to have uh, Janet actually exhumed from her grave. Okay. And restart the investigation because they were also sure it was Wong. This there, just there's, on a just on they, a whim. He was he was the only other person in the house, so how could it not be? Right. Okay. Whatever. The dude is just doing his fucking job. Mm-hmm. Um. So they start pushing for for an investigation into Janet. Um. Again. Everyone is saying it's Wong, it's Wong, it's Wong. But there's no evidence pointing to that. But we're like, no, you're Wong. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. As I was saying as I was saying it over, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. She's definitely going <laughs> to. Um, so, um, about a year, uh, not a year later, but in March of 1925, um, yeah, a little over a half year from Janet's actual death, he, Wong, was getting ready for an evening out. Okay. Okay. Um, again, there is no evidence towards Wong having done this. Mind you, if there was... It was probably ruined because the Constable Green came in and just started picking up everything like you're not supposed to do. That's but, what a mime does. It, yes. Um, <laughs> and no, but yes, so he is. he was getting ready for a uh, night out mm-hmm. and a group of KKK members broke what? into his house and kidnapped him. Because they knew he was the murderer, and they were going to get a confession out of him. You know, you always hear about those assholes and those pathetic pieces of shit uh, going after African Americans. So, you forget that there are other people they go after in right. their complete false Not um, Yeah, it's, it's not just... Life. It, it's not just... It's not just skin color. Yeah, it's, it's it's also, you know, it's also people with the wrong religion. It mm. the KKK hate a lot of people. And, and a lot a of the lot people, of people hate and a lot of people in the KKK should probably be hating themselves because they don't check all the boxes either, but they're too fucking ignorant to yeah, so yeah, whatever. So they kidnapped this poor man. Mhm. They tortured him for six weeks no trying to get a confession out of him oh my fucking for six weeks no these members of the ku klux klan i thought you were gonna say hours i thought you were gonna say hours what i thought you were gonna say hours like six hours oh oh okay um (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, you are not calling them hours. What the? F- 
Fuck. No, no. Yeah, no. I I misread that entire. I was like, I was like, holy Never. shit. Never. So, after six weeks, he never once faltered in the fact that he was innocent. Yeah. Six weeks of torture. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't do it. What the fuck? Like, just leave me alone. So. Uh Uh-huh. Um... A lot of people, meaning like Wong and probably the people that were close to him, okay, uh, wanted answers about like the fucking KKK comes and picks this guy up. How how did they know where he is? How did they know you know basically how, where to find him? Um, also, I mean, they can be anywhere. But, like, predominantly you hear about them being in the South. This is Canada. Right. So they had to either travel there or there's some type of sketchy shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, Mm -hmm. you know the Rage Against the Machine line about, like, those in armed forces also burn crosses or whatever it was? No, but I believe you. As it turns out, a lot of the people that had helped kidnap Wong were actually on the police force that was investigating Wong. You mean to tell me the police can be bad guys too? Holy shit! Ashley. It only took us 50 episodes. You just blew the top off this case. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it was actually... um, it it was it was it was fucking police officers and uh he survived right yes uh okay thank you not not without permanent damage but he did he did survive he actually was permanently deaf in one ear um and i believe legally blind in one of his eyes after all of the abuse he took in those 6 weeks um, but yeah, it was, it was police officers and it was actually, uh, politicians, high ranking politicians at the time with Scottish, Scottish heritage. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. So, <laughs> you know, that's fucked. Um, A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was very well timed. Um, I thought so. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, they uh, they never solved this case. Mm, no one was ever brought. No one was ever brought to justice. Um, and understandably, after this, Wong With- went back to China. He was Aww. like, he was like, nah, man, I'm not fucking with this. And he left. He I got, don't blame him. Right. Whatsoever, but it's so, also sad. The, the only, the only good thing about this story is mm-hmm. it actually opened a lot of people's eyes uh, to injustices towards uh, minorities. 
I'm just kidding. Um, what they actually did yep, was they okay. was they proposed a law that said that white people and Chinese people would not be able to work in the same household. And the law wasn't passed, thank God, but that was what they took out of this. This whole fucking situation, they were like, <laughs> what? Um, and there was there's headlines that I'm honestly not even comfortable reading that's that's fair yeah i it yeah. it's uh it's it's just not like it's fucking headlines man like this poor girl lost her life in some way it it you know we don't know if she was struggling with mental illness we don't know if she was murdered we don't fuck we don't know if, if it could if, have been aliens. It could have been aliens. It could have been it could have been Mr. Baker. It could have been a fucking vagrant. No one has any idea. Um, maybe the, she had an affair with Mr. Baker and he hired a hitman. We don't know. The so the uh, the only other really interesting point of this is um so the friends in that group ended up um w- when there was a court case against Wong mm-hmm. um they all testified that Janet was terrified of Wong. Okay. She knew she knew something was off with him. She knew that something deep down was wrong with him. Um <laughs> but that's not the case according to her diary. Because her diary actually implies that Janet was pretty horny. <laughs> Janet was real horny. <clears throat> and she would oh what was that quote? Um Hang on, hang on. I just had it a second ago. Um I am so horny right now. <laughs> horny number 4 letter U. Um so so this like this is this is an exact quote from her diary, which the article I found it in calls it decidedly melodramatic. Okay. Heavenly night, immense moon, and nobody nice to love me. Well, I... There was also yep. other things that were a bit more cryptic. I suppose I will always play with fire. I expect that is what the fortune teller meant when she said, I have the girdle of Venus. What? So these what are some of the... the girdle of Venus? I don't, I don't know. What, uh, let, me, let me Google it. Girdle of Venus. Oh, I misspelled Venus. Can you hear um... my husband peeing? <laughs> no, but I wish I could. Excuse me. Hmm? What was that? What's up? <laughs> did you say wait, did you say something? <laughs> Cody, shut up. Um, so yeah, I can't it's it's something about your hand. <laughs> uh it's like a heart line or some shit. Um and that's what but it's about. It 
it says that it is a compassionate and open-hearted character, but it can also um, be about, like, like just horny. Oh, I thought it was, like, her sexy spanks or something. Oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely thought it was about, like, like, yeah. uh, like saying she had a WAP or something. Jesus Christ. A huh? Victorian WAP. Victorian WAP. Edwardian um, WAP. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so all of her, all of her friends were like, she's super scared of that guy. And her diary was, <laughs> <Me> was... <laughs> what? Wait, what? she's just like put it in me already yeah no in her diary she was just like she was just like oh me and wong have a have a friendly flirtatious vibe going on and i know that i can i can make him hot and horny and then he buys me things see she's also smart right (laughs) um yeah so i mean like i i don't know man like it just like it could have been Wong, absolutely. Sure, I. But the fact mm. that they were like, they were like, he's foreign, get him! Like that's not good. That's fucked up. I just up. feel like you would have to have a lot more to back it up. Yeah. The WAP, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a song about uh, what is it? Back that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's fucked up, but it like, okay. So is it wrong that a little bit of me wanted to cover this? Wong? Okay. Fucking stop. Um, (laughs) because I wanted, I kind of wanted to cover this because like Canada gets this rap of like being like way too polite. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be like, see, they're. They're like America too. You're just Every... northern trash. Yeah. You're just you're just like us. You're you're fucking snow hillbillies. <laughs> you're just snow trash. Snow trash. Um, um yeah, so it's it's terrible. Uh but no, for real. We love Canada. We would love to be invited. That was a joke. <laughs> you can just you don't have to be invited. You can just go. I know that. <laughs> I also I also don't want to be, like, disinvited. You know what I mean? I don't want to go there and then be could, like, no, we heard you. Get the fuck back over you, there. Could, could you fucking imagine if the first time I try and leave the country, we try and go to Canada, and <laughs> it's just someone like, oh, sorry, sir. I listened to that podcast. <laughs> Not over here, eh? Sorry. Sorry. And we're like, fair enough. And then we, we just turn around and go to IHOP. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some Tim Hortons, then I'm out. They have that over here. You don't say. Do they really? Yeah, there's some in like uh, Pennsylvania or Delaware. Oh, shit. Probably Delaware. Okay. There's well, a Tim Hortons in like Delaware, I think. So Tim... I think I almost went there. Horton near me. But I feel me. like I've heard bad things about Tim Hortons. I feel like I used to hear a lot of good things, and now I don't. That's fair enough. That was the least helpful thing I've ever said, which is impressive because there's one in Maryland. 
Where? Um, eh, I might be wrong. <laughs> uh, it says Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland. Yes, I recognize the name. I I don't think I've ever been there. No offense to anyone in Aberdeen. You but. can get coffee and pastries. It says Tim. Oh my god, that closed. is so unique. But the last reviews from like they really should have more places where ago, you can get so. coffee and pastries. Unbelievable! What a pairing. America runs on Duncan. Hmm. That is what. Send say. us the check, Duncan. Yes. All right, it's your turn. Yes, it is. I have one headline I have been dying to share for a while now, and finally, it's their time to shine. All right. Yeah. So this comes from Oxygen.com. It is from March of 2019. And, yes. Oh, boy. Florida man, of course. Naturally. Allegedly firebombs his own impounded car with Molotov cocktails. I love it. Yeah, I figured you would. Uh, it says he came back and started throwing gas cocktail bombs over the fence on his own car. And the um, the guy himself is, I think it's Ayub Abdulrahman, I believe, is okay. the pronunciation. So he was arrested after he reportedly spent hundreds of dollars to get his car out of the impound lot. He paid them the money. Okay. So it's not just impounded. He literally paid them the money in the office and they were going and they were doing the paperwork and grabbing the keys. So he's about to get his car back. It's about to be his again. He's Uh about to repossess the car. It will be his again. Right. He's going to re-repossess the car. Whatever it is. He will possess the car. He he possessed it and then they repossessed it. So he needs to re-repossess it. He's about to get his fucking car back. Right. So, um, the guy that worked there at the All Make Auto Shop in Orange County said that, uh, well, let me see. Okay, so the guy that worked there said he was in the process of bringing the keys to hand over to Abdul Rahman when surveillance cameras filmed him hurling, like, the cocktails. Maltons, yeah. Yes. He said, it's just as clear as day, he's throwing like three, four, five gas bombs over the fence at his own vehicle. And the guy was like, what did he say? Oh, the guy was like 20 minutes. If he had waited 20 minutes, he would have been able to drive his car off the lot. I don't... They just had to process the paperwork. Okay. And grab the keys. And then... But it was taking too long? I... How would you have... You would have to have that already. Well, yeah, but I mean if... You don't just make that on the fly, typically. mm, Unless you're in a video game. Yeah. I feel... I feel... mm, hmm. I really don't know what to make of his expression, either. It's... Do you see he looks sad? (laughs) 
I don't feel like he does. I feel like he's almost lacking in expression, which is like kind of unsettling. Yeah, I think maybe it's melancholy. Maybe it's like, uh... Eh. So, hmm. hmm. It, I, I totally understand the mutually assured destruction. I mean, I don't understand it. Uh, mm. let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I Cupcake, would like to cops. move on. Cupcake, call the cops. T- Cupcake. With your little toe beans. Cuppy, no. Cupcake. Do what I taught you. Oh, I accidentally, I accidentally scared her awake the other day, and she, like, screamed, and it was the <laughs> cutest, saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> she screamed? She, well, she does this little, like, she doesn't really, like, she doesn't meow. That is so bizarre. She so, is so cute, though. She's so, so cute. Uh, our, our cat Dolphin, he'll meow. He does those little meow, meow. Do they trail at all? Meow. Um, the, is that the little chatter thing? Yeah. When they do the like. <laughs> no. No? So what what Princess and Cupcake do is. I don't even know how to explain it, but they literally just open their mouth and go, ah, ah. <laughs> I, I swear to God, like, it's just like, ah. like they do this weird little. Oh, I mean, I've heard, I think I've heard uh, Princess do it. But they do that exclusively. They never meow. They don't do the regular, like, they'll purr and they do that little. Ah, ah. Um, yeah, like if I'm scratching her back and then I stop. Yeah. Princess does it. Yeah. Yeah, she'll look at you and just do that little <laughs> Um so that's what Cupcake does. And I like I went in and she was her new thing is to sleep in Sarah's chair uh upstairs. And I oh. went in and she was like out, out. And I didn't realize it because normally when I like when she's asleep and I'll go up to pet her or something, she'll she I can see her eyes open for just a second. She'll see it's me and she closes them again. Aww. So she'll let me walk up and just pet her. And I just didn't question it because she always does that. So her eyes were closed and I started to pet her. And she just like, she like, (laughs) (laughs) like like shook all the way through and like screamed right in my face. And as soon as she saw it was me, she started purring. But it was very like, I felt so bad, but I was like, oh God, I want to do it again. It was so cute. Yeah, our uh, our cats are so precious. They, <clears throat> but they're also assholes. So it's a fine line. All right, I am about to do my case. Okay. Hydration is a good idea, perhaps. Hydration. Exactly. <clears throat> also, my alarm's gonna go off in like six minutes. So. My case is from February of 1999. Ooh. So before Y2K. The Willennium. The what? The Willennium. I don't know what you're saying. That was Will Smith's... Was that his debut album or his second album? Was it really called that? Yeah, it was called the... It was called Willennium. And, uh, fuck. 
God, it's so weird that I used to like literally listen to Will Smith rap. We all loved him. We loved but, him I mean, for I so had, long. But I had the CD. Okay. Like we all and had a lot of listened CDs. to all like, but that was I think that was the only CD I had for a while because my parents wouldn't let me have unedited music, and that was like the only thing we could get that didn't need to be edited. Mm. Because he doesn't cuss. Will Smith doesn't cuss in his raps to sell records. Why well, I do. So fuck him and yeah. fuck you too. Eminem let us all know. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you? Fuck. Um, anyway. It's not important. Okay. Continue with your story. I should, shouldn't I? Tell us all about right. 1999. The Willennium. Oh, Millennium. I will. Not. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My case comes from... South Dakota slash Montana. Mm. And it is the case of Shannon Claire LeBeau. Okay. Who is a man. Yep. Claire is spelled without an E and apparently C-L-A-I-R is common for, for men. Or common enough. Um, more so than I thought. It was common. At that time. I I don't, or maybe I, in that area. I don't. I don't feel like it is any longer. But no, no, no. It's more, um, more often than I than I would have thought. Oh, okay. Going gotcha, into gotcha. this is what I meant. Yes, there we go. So, Shannon, according to the Montana Press, which is where I got a lot of this information, he was six three, two hundred and forty pounds. So, he's he's a big guy. Yeah. You're not messing with him. He's not someone to be easily kidnapped, injured, anything like that. That's a that's a tough person to right. go up against, right? So, despite his intimidating stature, Shannon was quite the goofy and friendly 23-year-old. Um, he actually was born Halloween of 1975. Hell yeah. And, yes. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um. I don't know why I mentioned this, but I guess at the time he was also in the process of having a black dragon tattooed on his right bicep. So if you happen to see someone with, you know, a black dragon tattoo on their bicep, just in case for any reason he is out there somewhere, I think it's important to mention that. Uh, just he yell Claire. Yes, and see what and happens. See if he see if he turns. Yes. Not like into a werewolf. See if he turns around. Right, correct. Yes. Spoilers, Cody. Spoilers. So, wait, um, is he a he werewolf? A... Cody, can you let me do my case? You said spoilers after you said werewolf. My apologies. Well, now it's not going to be a very good plot twist, now is it? Anyway, <laughs> so. No, for real. He had a one-inch vertical scar on his forehead between his eyes. He also had a mole on his neck. Um, he had a previous piercing on his left ear, uh, and at the time it wasn't fully closed. It was still present, so it's possible there could be an earring there if he had wanted to, you know what I mean, Yeah. wear one again. So he had been traveling to Townsend, Montana on February 23rd of 1999, and this is according to his mother, who had talked to him about his plans for the day. He was going to take a friend with him to go check out a muscle car that he really wanted to purchase. Okay. 
Uh, Shannon was then to return home to Helena rather um, later that same day, but he did not return. So he went to go look at a muscle car, but has not been seen since. Uh, He had been quite serious about this car because he ended up taking several thousand dollars with him. They have have footage of him him going to the bank, withdrawing the money. He had that money with him ready to purchase the car. That's how much he wanted it. Uh, The friend that went with him, I'm not sure. I would imagine he was in the car with them. There's not Mm -hmm. too much detail on that. But there's also different descriptions and different things that the friend says about how that day went. So it makes you a little uncertain. So... One account said that he had dropped Shannon off near his apartment in Helena. Uh, there was a change of that story when he then says that he took Shannon or Shannon um, had hitched a ride to Butte, Montana instead. Okay. So it's a little confusing. Those are two different things that both come from the same person. Right. <laughs> are you doing okay? It was alarming. <laughs> Brief intermission. Gotta take my crazy pills, guys. I'm so sorry. Uppers, downers, poppers. I don't know why I'm even addressing anyone. I'm gonna have to cut it out anyway. Okay, so it's actually my allergy medication. Okay. Because I'm allergic to all you assholes. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so the owner of this muscle car that Shannon was really interested in buying has never been tracked down by police. Uh, they All they know is that he was a rancher. They don't know who it is. Is that for, is that for lack of trying? Or it just, they haven't been able to figure out who he might have been going to see? You know, um, Montana... Popo, uh, you have the floor. Was it lack of wherewithal? Okay. Or, yep. Or All right. Yep. Okay. I'm no like I know I literally have no idea. I really don't. They could have tried, and there there was just maybe it was too vague that there mm. is no way to track it down. Yeah. Also, it's ninety nine. He probably found an ad or had a word through a friend of someone who knew someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if certain people aren't talking, we don't fucking know. Shannon has vanished at this point. He had an upcoming eye appointment to renew his contact prescription or to update his contact prescription. He ends up missing that. Um, The rest of the money in his bank account was still there. That never got taken out. It was just the money for the car that had been taken out that day. Okay. Um, His work checks were never picked up or cashed. You know, the next one that he was supposed to get, I would imagine, never got picked up. Um, Shannon LeBeau's current car in 1999 was a red 1976 Chevy truck. Um, that is also missing to this day and has never been recovered. Him and his truck are both gone, even though he went to look at a car. Right. But somehow, dude makes it back to town. And I would imagine he would have hitched a ride with him because then he would have driven Shannon's truck back. Right. Right. If he ended yeah. up getting the car. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So then how did he get back into town? 
So that's a little bizarre. It's a little weird. There's not a lot of clarity there. Um, Shannon left behind a baby daughter. So his family is very much denying the idea that he would have run away because he Mm -hmm. has this, he has this baby girl. He's not going to leave her as much as his appearance would indicate. He is like a big burly, you know, tough guy, which I'm sure he was. He was also probably a softy, especially for his daughter. Like he wanted to be there for her. He wasn't going to miss that. Yeah. Uh, He very much loved his mother. He adored his dog, Harley, who was a rescue German Shepherd mix. He would not have left them behind. That was not his character. It's not something he would have done. Uh, I know you never leave Cupcake. I never leave my animals. Fuck no. Absolutely not. No. Um, His family had noted that he was a mischievous jokester. So even for like a simple errand, he'd phone a relative to make it more fun. Um... And he would just, he was just a fun-loving guy. He definitely wanted to make people laugh and have a good time. Trying to see. Because there's a lot of detail in it, because they were interviewing his mother for the article for the Montana Press. So anything that I can cut out, I'm going to cut out for the sake of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But his mom kind of talks about how she had his first woodworking project that she had kept, I think it was like a, a flower holder or something like that that was really, really special to her. Um, and just lots of other little details like that. Just going through my notes. Okay, so I talked about the friend that went with him for the car, right? Allegedly, yes. Yes. His name is Steve Rommel, and he was about 6'8", and he was about an even bigger guy than Shannon was. Oh, wow. So, so it, it, yeah, it would take someone. Six, eight? Six, eight. God I don't, damn. The, the weight I don't think is on here, but like he's, he's a big guy. So he is Shannon's friend, allegedly. He was an aggressive person and even a bully, some would say. Steve uh, ran the friendship and Shannon just kind of dealt with it. He kind of just went along with it, and Steve kind of would decide whatever they were going to do, basically. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon didn't do drugs. He wasn't e- easily satisfied. Oh, hold on. He didn't partake in drugs, and he was happy with, like, a cheap beer. Like he, w- Shannon was a very simple guy. And his friend, I believe, is about to be the opposite. Because I'm about to go over details regarding Steve. Okay. So these are the important details. He was in the 900 block of Kessler Street in downtown Helena. He took out $3,000 to hopefully purchase a black Chevy Nova. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. According to Steve, he'd picked up Shannon that day. Which makes sense if the sale went through. Right. That would make sense. Yeah, because you'd want to take his car so he can drive his car back. You can drive your new car back. Right, exactly. That would make sense. Um, But it's also weird that Shannon's truck is missing. Yeah. Especially if they took the other guy's car. So that's weird. So um, he picked up Shannon that day, and they went to look at the Chevy... And after that, this asshole said they were going to go shoot a couple of cows. What the fuck? (laughs) Wait, 
What? They like, weren't going to go I don't cow tipping? U- I don't, is that a euphemism? I don't understand. Like, but the, apparently oh, you think that, like a sexual thing? That, but no, it's his actual quote is that they were going to shoot a couple cows. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> never, never heard of that no, in my life. So, um, I guess <laughs> there was no purchase for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shannon... Um, did not get the car for whatever reason. He ended up riding back with Steve. But um, Shannon, Shannon apparently says to Steve that he wants Steve to tell his mom something for him. Steve says that he relayed the message to Sally that um, she should go lock up his mobile home and pick up his work checks. Is what Shannon wanted Steve to tell Shannon's mom. That sounds pretty suspect. I don't think so. So, anyway. um, Not in the slightest bit. I mean, if he's in downtown Helena and he's riding back with Steve, couldn't he do that himself? Right? Especially if he didn't get the car. Why would, yeah. wouldn't he, wouldn't he be in town to do that? Where, yeah, where else is he going? <laughs> and how is he getting there? Unless, I guess, he dropped him back off of his truck, but that seems kind of... I don't know. That's dumb. Steve said that the um, farmer suddenly raised the price of the vehicle, therefore Shannon didn't bring enough to purchase the car that day. That's feasible. That's possible. Yeah, that's sometimes. Not... Sometimes that happens. It's, you know, it's not like you can just Venmo the difference. Like, that's right. not a thing. So, witnesses that knew Shannon aren't buying that story. Um, Also, in what shows premeditation, Steve asked a friend just two days earlier if there was a pistol that he could borrow from them. That's for shooting the cows, Ashley. Oh, no, I know. I'm getting there. Uh, I did write for the cows, obviously. Steve basically said as much when he claimed to the police... He needed the pistol to help a rancher kill a cow. Yeah, okay. I feel like if it's a rancher, they could probably do it themselves. No? I I do feel like the probability of a, anyone that go their profession is rancher, mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty likely they have access to a firearm. I don't and, I don't want to paint I don't want to paint in broad strokes. But uh, I'm just saying, I'm sure they've had to put down a cow at some point for yeah. any reason. I'm sure they know how to do it and they don't need his help. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, he kept telling friends different buildings where he had dropped Shannon off. He kept saying different places like, you know, um, he was left at the bus station or he owed someone drug money or... Um, all this other shit. Why would you be dropping him off anywhere other than his home? <laughs> because he wanted, obviously he requested that. Thank Jesus you. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes. Um, Steve also has convict, has theft convictions that begin in 1994, racked up quite a bit of them before 1999. So he's obviously a great individual. Uh, he also keeps getting equal parts terrifying and entertaining because he told one woman he'd kill her 
and in doing so, he claimed his older brother was a high priest of, uh, in a Satan-worshipping group. That's pretty badass. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to kill you, but also my brother worships Satan, is basically what he said to her. I I don't have a problem with that. That's pretty metal. I, I still don't understand why she needs to know both of those things. I think the one would suffice. Clearly... Um, you have to follow that up with how, like, you you know what I mean? Like, if someone's like, hey, I'm going to kill you, and you're like, mm. doesn't sound very threatening, and then they're like, plus, my brother, best friends with the devil. You're like, oh, shit, okay, this is trouble. I get Pretty it. serious. So, Steve also told someone that if he ever killed anyone, he would grind down their teeth to prevent identification. Which just sounds gross. It sounds disgusting. Yep. So he's a fun kind of guy. Right after Shannon vanishes, Steve is coming to the sports bar. Um. What the fuck? Okay, I am so sorry. This is another one of those things where I should reread them before I do them because it was a long time ago. Okay, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. So basically, Steve is a sketchball. He's probably did it, but there's allegedly, there's some, a couple more things. So over a little over a week later, this is on March 1st of 1999, Steve buys this expensive ring for his girlfriend. It's 10 carats. It's about $400. And Wait, when was this? A little over a week after Shannon goes missing. Mm-hmm. When he's got that three grand... That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Um, Steve then would nearly brag to police that... um, What the fuck? (laughs) I don't understand. All right, there's more about a bunch of different stuff. Oh, Steve then got charged for rape by a woman about a year later. Uh, apparently, he raped her in his own vehicle, which is great. Obviously, he's a great guy. In yeah, that's a two... problem. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's any... Oh, that is really sad. Okay, so in 2007... I know, Cody, it's not going well. I <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I enjoy when we're discovering your cases at the same time. <laughs> yep, it's going well. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I am so confused because we're talking about Steve and there's something about a car and he's trying to avoid having police check the car for evidence. Okay. So he then... Okay, so then he stole it after he sold it to somebody so that that person couldn't give it to the police. Okay, that makes sense. So that's that's interesting. Um, and then, unfortunately, obviously Shannon's disappearance has never been solved. There are There's one suspect, allegedly, that's very concerning. Can't say for sure, but he's got a lot of uh, interesting details that make him... That motherfucker did it. More likely than others... Allegedly. ...to have that... Uh, of decision making but unfortunately shannon's mother did die of cancer um 
Ooh. in the years since he disappeared. So she is no longer with us. Hopefully she's in a better place with her son if he is dead. Hopefully hopefully they are in a good place and they're resting peacefully. I don't know Correct. what happens when we die. No idea. Hopefully it's peaceful. Because living sure the fuck is not. I know. I'm trying to rest, bro. Try to get bro. that sleep, the sweet, sweet sleep. Yeah, please don't say sleep. That's trying to sleep. That's sweet <laughs> sleep. I'm trying to sleep. I think I might have brain damage. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I think we both do. Yeah. So I'm gonna do some newer cases because apparently my old ones. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Just fucking read on. through them first. <laughs> oh shit! I could, but I'm t- I'm too busy doing like lots of things, and I just I don't want to take the time to do that. But clearly, as we just saw, I've got time for this shit. The end of that went off the rails. It'll be but fine. It's fine. Either way, he is still missing. It was probably Steve. It was it was fucking Steve. We both know it. It's fine. It was Steve. Allegedly. I don't think it was Wong though. I agree with you. I don't think you're Wong. <laughs> I am never not, gets old. I am not trying to set you up for these, but I keep saying exactly. Ah, fucking. It's working out so well, and yet not at all. Word. Okay. So all right, guys. Um, yeah. Episode fifty. We're two weeks away from a full year's worth of content. As long as you only listen to one a week, remember, pace yourself. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. It doesn't apply in this instance, but okay. <laughs> uh, Ashley just hung up on me. She better fucking put this at the end of the episode. Bye. <laughs>